what to make sense of Ben Simmons' comments. We'll talk about that and more next on Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, John? How you doing, bro? Keith, I'm good, man. How you doing, man? I'm doing well. For y'all who don't know, I got my man John Mitchell back on the show. John, um, you know, was on the show last week, and we had a great discussion. Decided to bring him back. Well, I haven't decided. I'm making it seem like it was I had to. Like, I had to bring John back. Put it that way. I had to bring John back. It's a must. For some of y'all who don't know, and most of you guys do know, you know, John worked at the Enquirer before that. You know, John was uh, worked at other newspapers, a longtime NBA reporter, has a lot of knowledge. And, uh, you know, uh, one of my mentors, so to speak, a guy who took me under his wing, um, you know, actually he handed the baton off to me to cover the Sixers years ago. So it's great to have him back. But right now we got to talk about Ben Simmons. We do. And, and so that's something that, you know, John uh, brought that to my attention. Um, we're talking about the things that Ben said on another great brother, Mark Spears, uh, in his interview with him, with Anscape, uh, Hall of Famer Mark Spears, that is. So we're going to talk about that. And we're also going to talk about Noah Lyles, about what he said about the NBA champions not being world champions and, and the reaction that that received. So we're going to talk about all that today. And John, I just got to ask you, you know, Ben, when Mark did a great interview with him, and I think great, and Ben was a little candid and he talked about his goals for this upcoming season. But the one thing he said is that, you know, he, he still loves Philadelphia, right? And he would welcome being traded back to Philadelphia if that happened, right? Um, what were your thoughts on that, on his comments? Well, I was stunned when I heard that. I, I mean, because we know how bad the divorce was with Ben in Philadelphia. Uh, you know, but I will say that in the back of his mind, Ben knows that Philadelphia treated him fairly. You know, we they waited. Philadelphia waited for him to get through his injuries for, for him to make a you know finally return to the court. And you know, if you think if you people think about it, when Ben first played. Philadelphia instantly fell in love with Ben. They we saw well. Here's a player who has these incredible athletic skills, and and he's got what was close to Magic Johnson's court vision. Um, and because if you remember, Keith, the argument was kind of like who's better, Donovan Mitchell or or Ben Simmons. And now you look at it, you know, Donovan Mitchell is is a regular All Star at the very top of the heap. So you know, for you know, for Ben to say that he has you know he still loves philadelphia you're, you're thinking well yeah philadelphia treated him fairly and i don't think he was treated as harsh i mean he forced his way out of philly and philadelphia can be a forgiving town if you can come back here and play um but the circumstances under which ben left uh, are are questionable yeah, and, and here's the thing. Um I, I, I feel like when 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 that statement came out and when he said that to Mark um Spears, 
you know, there's two things that I thought about at first, you know, initially you say to yourself, like, and what people say, like, what is he talking about? Like, come on, bro. Like, really? Like, mm -hmm. are you trolling? But then when you do a deeper dive and you look at the situation, there's two things that stand out. And I hate to be long winded, but it's, it's, it's two things that, I, that really come to mind. The first thing is, is his relationship with Doc Rivers and Daryl Morey. Right. Those are the, the, the two things. The second thing that comes to mind is basically he realized the grass isn't always greener on the other side. Right. I mean, his situation is is completely different in Brooklyn. And when we talk about when we first talk about the relationship, you know, he felt betrayed by Doc Rivers. He felt like Doc Rivers threw him under the bus, like by his comments when uh, David Murphy asked him. You know, is he a, a championship winning point guard? And Doc Rivers like, uh, I don't know, right? Which and was it, honest at the time. Yeah, which was honest. I mean, he was being honest, but but you gotta understand a part of the reason is I think that since Doc up until that point, Doc was always, Y'all don't know what y'all seeing. Y'all, y'all got it wrong, y'all got it wrong. And right. then when they lost that game, Doc came out and was like, had the truth serum. But that was a time when Maybe it should have been like, yo, we need to support this guy, get him right. He right. is a championship, but, but bleeding up is like he needs to do this and he needs to do that. Well, so you know, that was he, huh? he, he went into that self preservation mode to coach his own. Exactly. So, so, that, so that's what it was, right? Mm -hmm. So, so then you look at it and you feel about like the whole you know, getting out of there and, and, and this and that. And, you know, Ben and them felt like Daryl wasn't being, uh, he wasn't being 100 with them in regards to like places he could have been traded to and, and all this other stuff and, and the communication and all this. And so, you know, so when you look at that, you look at it, Doc is no longer here. Right, right. right? Uh, and Daryl Morey, most likely, this is probably going yeah. to be last season as yeah. the general manager. Mm -hmm. So if you're like Ben and you're like, yo, yeah, I wouldn't mind going back. Because he is true. His brother, one of his brothers still lives here. Okay. Right? He's, his buddy, like uh, one of his best friends, uh, you know, went to LaSalle. LaSalle, you know, a college prep, mm -hmm. you know, lives in Philly the whole nine. A couple of his friends live here. You know, Ben is in Philly when we don't know that he's in Philly, mm -hmm. right? So, so you got that. Now, in regards to the grass isn't always greener, so Ben goes to Brooklyn. We all thought with Ben's playmaking ability that he was going to be a megastar in Brooklyn with KD, Kyrie before they left, right? right? All of a sudden, next thing you know, it doesn't work out there. Um, when they left, you thought he was going to be the face of the franchise, Yo, he yeah. wasn't closing out games and he became out of the rotation. Yeah. So with all that stuff being said, John, it's, it's one of those things where we look at it as if, like, you mean to tell me over here, you got whatever you wanted. Like you said, like you said, you were a three-time All-Star. You were one of the faces of the NBA. And now you don't get... You ain't you. You went from not playing in the fourth quarter mm. to not even being in the rotation, right? right? So, 
that's where I can see him saying, yeah, I want to come back to Philly. Yeah. I yeah. was the man in Philly. Mm-hmm. I was the man. So Yeah, I, I think he's at the point he's at that point, Keith, where he, he has to resuscitate his career now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's he, he can't hide from anything. You know, in Philadelphia, it was Doc threw him under the bus. Uh, when he got to Brooklyn, there were all these great players who were headed to the Hall of Fame that he could hide behind. And you know, now, now once again, he's on Front Street, so it's, it's, he, he's at the point now where he has to save his career, in my opinion. And if he, um, you know, but, but him coming back to Philadelphia. You know, looking at it and saying, well, like more will be gone, potentially will be gone. Doc is already gone. Um, yeah, but you just can't come back to Philadelphia and be in Philadelphia. He's got to come. If he were to come back, he would have to be so much more productive. Uh, and, and then we know there's a there's an issue with a certain player who he clashed with, you know, who is prominently who prominently figures in the future on this date of the 76ers. And, and, you know, it's one of them things, man, like to be realistically, I I don't see it happening. I think the Sixers would have to go through new ownership, a lot of other things, because that ordeal was such a became such a circus, you right. know what I mean, in a way. And and then is is I, I don't see it happening. I, I just don't. And also, I don't see the fans right now saying, yeah, come back. Like, you know right. what I mean? Like, we want you back. I, I don't see that at all. So with that being said, I, I don't think it's happening. But John, after after we uh, after we this little break, I do want to talk to you about how do you project his career going moving forward, whether it's in Brooklyn, Philly, wherever it goes, because you know he look at it, he's not the player that he used to be. He's yeah. trying to get back to there, but he's definitely not the player. So I want to talk to you about that yeah. when we get right back. But, John, let's talk about FanDuel, right? Get ready for the NFC, NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel's, a number, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The, the app is easy to use, and you can be on everything from spreads to players' props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash on and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. So, John, my question to you is, how do you see this brother's career going moving forward? You know, I, I don't know, just in watching him, I, I don't know that his his career will ever recover. Uh, you know, you, you look at him, he's he, he should be physically in his prime. Looking at, the, you know, just looking at the pictures uh, on, on the Anscape article, shout out to Mark Spears, Hall of Famer. If you look at Ben, I mean, you can look at his body and you can see he's been in the weight room. Um, but the question is always going to be, Ben, can you hit that? You know, people were, were saying he's got to develop a three-pointer. I mean, you and I both know, Keith, and we've had this conversation that he was never, ever, ever going to develop a three-point shot. And 
you know, from the from the from the point guard position or from any position that he played. Um, my question now is 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 he going to develop the twelve to thirteen foot shot? You know, because as as a guard, a, a guy who prefers to play the guard position, I've always looked at Ben and said, "Listen, your game should be penetrating to the basket." You know, you get to the you get to the three point line, and, and physically, there just aren't that many players that can really stop you. So get into the paint and create things. Uh, of course, that class was Joel when he was here. So looking forward, you know, Philadelphia was hard on Ben, but fair to Ben. But now he's in Brooklyn, and and, and those fans in Brooklyn are saying, "Look, we once had we had Kyrie, he's gone. We had uh, KD, he's gone." Now we're looking at you potentially as as as, as a as a centerpiece for us, uh, and obviously Mikael Bridges, who's risen to the top in that organization. And the question now is, you know, you, you can't hide Ben. You know, you can do these nice, beautiful puff pieces uh, and and talk about your dedication and your commitment to being a better player, but the season is almost here now. And, and you have to begin immediately demonstrating that you are the guy who was you know, worthy of, a number, of, of the number one pick in the NBA draft a few years ago. I, I, I personally, I don't see it. Uh, I, I wish Ben well. I don't have any personal biases or malice attached to him uh, the way a lot of Philadelphians do. I like it because I, I'll be honest, Keith, when I first saw the kid play, and then I recognized that he wasn't willing to put in the work. And I'm not talking about the videos you see on Instagram where he's flexing during the summertime. And, you know, everybody looks great on Instagram. But it, it, does, it didn't translate to games. And I don't know, you know, I mean, how patient are they going to be with him in Brooklyn? I mean, that, that, that situation seems horrible now with the way things just – it's a revolving door. But – Will he develop as a player? You know, you know, you and I both know you've been in NBA three or four years. You are what you are. And that's the question now. Is is this what Ben is? You know, a, a guy who on the fourth, you know, he's he's just 15 feet away from the coach now, sitting on a bench in the fourth quarter. So I I'm not optimistic about his future. I'm not. Yeah, and 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 the thing is, me me either. I gotta see some things, but I think the biggest problem with Ben is is that like you said in three years you are who you are and who was Ben Simmons Ben Simmons was a a unicorn in regards to being you know 610 maybe a little bit taller 611 now right they're saying um and one of the fastest guys in the NBA a, a a a freakish athlete like you look at Ben Simmons if Ben Simmons Ben Simmons would be a professional soccer player if he focused on it. He would be, if he was smaller, you can say he'd be an, an elite tight end in the NFL, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's that freakish track athlete, the cast yeah. and all that, right? So, but when you, the thing is, the biggest problem is you feel he didn't work on his game. Right. But when you don't work on your game, and then we hear about these back issues, Right. When you saw him last year, and he he lacked that explosiveness. So what happens is he goes from being a quote unquote um, freakish athlete who's uh, you know um, a point guard who can do all these other things to yo bro, you're a backup yeah. center. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's yeah. what it went to. Yeah. Like so because he wasn't 
as quick as he used to be. So I think that the problem with Ben is he, he didn't work on his game. Like, I mean, like, yeah, we saw these videos in the off season. We saw a lot of other things, but you know, it was, he got by off a natural, natural ability. And And that catches up to you. Yeah. These injuries came and he's not as fast as he used to be. Right. And, And you know, the funny thing that used to, it used to make me crack up because you think about it. There was a time when older players like Dr. J, when they got old, mm-hmm. they got old, right? You yeah. look like they yeah. can't compete anymore. Yeah. But nowadays, nowadays, like the, the older players who basically take care of their body, who are fundamentally sound, they stay in the league a long time. Right. And the reason being is a lot of these young guys don't put in the work like yes. the other ones did. So whereas if you can shoot, if you can, if you got a high basketball IQ, you can find a way. You still might not be that guy. Right. You're not going to fall off the cliff as much. You know what I mean? Because right. of that. And and unfortunately, and that's because these young dudes aren't as fundamentally sound. As, well, that's the league in general now, Keith. Huh? That's the league in general now. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. That's it. Yeah. So it's crazy, right? It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and like you said, I, I never will forget hearing this from Tim Duncan and, and just to deviate a little bit, but I remember Tim Duncan talking about how he saw Patrick Ewing gain weight as he got older, you know, and, and that slowed Patrick down. And that's why towards the end of Duncan, the deeper Tim Duncan got into his career, the lighter he became physically because he was completely, and it's, you know, Shaquille O'Neal is the opposite. Shaquille gained that weight. Um, but Duncan kept taking that weight off to preserve his body. He already had the skills. And pick, going back to what you said about Ben, Ben never, you know, when he was in Florida as a high school player, he was so far advanced physically that when he stepped on that floor, like, I, I don't have to work on my game. And even when, to a degree, when he showed up at the NBA, he was still so far advanced that it was like, okay, you know, we gave him the benefit of the doubt. Eventually, he'll develop a shot because we all assume that you love the game playing at that high level. And, and, you, and you do, to a degree, have to, have to love the game. But when your skills are so – when you're so athletically gifted, there's certain things that you don't take the time to develop. And that's – Ben's a victim of that now eight years after high school he's a victim mm-hmm. of that exactly exactly well we'll be right back to talk about your boy noah Laos. so john so noah Laos, i don't know if he's in hot water or not because like here's the thing like noah Laos made a comment and i'm a i'm gonna read it to you and mm-hmm. the reason why i say I don't know if he's in hot water or not because I spoke to people on both sides, right? Yeah. Track people, mm-hmm. NBA people, uh, basketball fans. So, you know, we all know that in the world champions championships for track and field, Noah Lyles was the man. He exactly. won yeah. the 100, he won the 200, and he won, he was on a, he ran the anchor leg on a USA's winning um, four by one relay. So Noah Lyles, if you know anything about him in track and field, he says what's on his mind. He likes to have fun with it. And, you know, he he doesn't apologize for what he has to say. 
But what he said was in the press conference, and he, a little bit long, he says, what hurts me the most is I have to watch the NBA finals and they have world champion on their head. Mm-hmm. And then he says, champion of what? The United States. You know what I mean? So he went on mm-hmm. to say stuff like that, right? Now, I understand where he's coming from. Mm-hmm. I do. Because it is true. In the NFL, we say the world champion. Baseball, we say world champion. NBA, we say the world champion. Um, But at the same time, I understand where the NBA players are coming from. Because now when you look at the NBA, it is the best league in the world. Mm-hmm. And I heard one guy say, well, they get the most money, this and that. Well, no, they make the most money because when you look at the league now, um, it is a global league, right? You got people from yeah. all over. The teams are better. And, you know, let's look at the last the last five, what, MVPs. Uh, international. International players. You look at, you look at the, the uh, first team All-NBA. Mm-hmm. Jason Tatum was the only one from America. Yeah. Right? So when you, when you say that, it's kind of like, I get what you were saying, Noah, but at the same time, maybe you should have used a different league. And forgive me, I get what you're saying because there's a lot of rebuttal. Now what he said, I understand a hundred percent, Right. but there's going to be a lot of rebuttal. And I, I, I just want your opinion on, the reaction because NBA players are still trolling them. Yeah. And, yeah. And, 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 and the reaction to like what he said. Yeah. Well, well literally he literally, he is right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the, 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 when you talk about champ world champion, no allows got to be people from, from Africa, from Jamaica, you know, he's got the whole globe that he's competing against, literally. In the NBA, you've got your teams from the United States of America. But again, you know, this is the league that all international players want to arrive at. You know, and then now we're getting ready to herald the arrival of Victor Wembanyama, you know, as, as a yet another great player from the international talent pool. So I get what he's saying, but I, I think that... um. Noah Lyle also understands the power of social media. He understands marketing and what he's doing now and what, what all athletes are doing now are looking for that viral moment. You know, this is the, you know, this is almost like the, 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 the WTA version of, of the college's uh, name, image and life likeness situation. You know, now he's trying to, he's trying to market himself. Uh, and, and, and there's no other way, there's no better way to do it than to say something that goes viral and to say something that has, here we are talking NBA basketball, but we're talking about a track athlete, uh, who's never going to step on the court. So, and, you know, you know, any, any news, anytime your name is on somebody's lips as an athlete in this world, you know, that's good. But, um, <laughs> as, as far as, the NBA, it, it is the best league. It, it's the best league in the world. But one third of the players, close to one third of the players now are from an international market. So I, I see what he's saying from international market. So I, I understand what Noah is saying that, um, you know, you, you're not necessarily the champion of the world. And, and he did say it. He said it tongue in cheek. 
as far as the reaction to NBA players, and I'll be brief with this, um, I think that NBA players, well, I don't think, I, I know unequivocally that they are, this is the most pampered group and, and temperamental group of professional athletes on the North American continent, bruh. And you know, because you're in and out of the locker room with them, you know. Uh, I think if you said this about NFL players, they would, it would it would barely they would barely be a peep, but they would, laugh. They, huh? would laugh. they would they would probably laugh. Like, they probably they probably laugh, you know. But you know, Kevin, you know, Kevin just Google me Durant, you know, uh, you know, you're, you're talking about guys who have been catered to since they were AAU stars, catered to at the college level, like no other group of athletes, and so now. They expect they literally and, and and you deal with you can't really say because you've got to go back in that locker room with them. But man, these guys want you to cater to them. They want you bowing at their feet, uh, and it's the culture that they've been brought up in. The culture that they've been brought up in just requires that people show fealty to them. That's just who they have become, and so as a result, you get guys who have got nothing to do in the summertime, you know. Except except buy teammates one hundred thousand dollar watches for winning <laughs> MVP award. Who <laughs> now? Uh, how dare this guy, who, who who has to be great at what he does? He you know he's literally the fastest man in the world right now, uh, and, and and you know they feel as if he's infringing uh, in their realm of greatness. So uh, it, I think it's amusing. And, and, and if you see the clip of it, Noah said it tongue in cheek. He was, you know, and he said respectfully to the NBA. But, you know, literally, they're not competing against the world. And we know if there were teams in London and Budapest that were not comprised of American athletes, that the American teams, that the NBA teams would beat them if the league were indeed global. But I that's what he was speaking to. Yeah, but you know, so I looked at it like this: like, I, it, it may, I, I don't think it was as tongue in cheek as everybody thought. Like, I think he, he had everybody laughing and this and mm-hmm. that. But I think that what he trying to do is he was also trying to bring awareness to how great these track and field athletes are. True. You True. know what I mean? Because if you think about it, the money that the dudes in the NBA are making is like. Yo, like yeah. if 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 no allows and um like you know he gets endorsements and stuff, but let's keep it real. Only time we hear about people talk about him, uh Shikari. Shikari and all them is like right before like the Olympics. Right. The 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 nationals and the yeah. world championship. That's it. Outside of that, we don't, yeah. you know, it's like and in order for you to get paid, you gotta like in order for you to be the person they talk about. You got to be a heavy favorite to win, or you got to break a world record or something. Right, right, <laughs> you know? right. right. got to be one right. of those, you know? So it's kind of like, so I, I get it. It's like, and, and you know, the dude's smart. And also, let's keep it 100 now. They're doing a documentary on him. So right. they're doing a documentary on you. You're going to say something. Yeah. It's sound bites. You're bringing people to the sport. So It's, it's yeah. a hey, look at me moment for him. Yeah, he, he, yeah, like it's marketing, like it is, you know, you know, it's Mark. Look at me, look at me, look at us, look at us. Like, you know, it's a perfect time. Like, yo, right. women won the 
a four by one. I won the four by one. I mean, I was part of the men's winning four by one, three gold medals. Yeah. You know? So yeah, it's, it's to me that's what it was all about. Like just bring because I love track and field. That's my my favorite sport. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. It's my favorite sport to watch. I'm a diamond. I'm a diamond league addict. I watch it all the time. <laughs> that's what I'm trying to tell you. That's me. Like if I got to get up early in the morning, people mm -hmm. in the house be like, "What is he doing?" But I get up early in the morning, set my alarm clock so I can watch this stuff live. Sometimes, right? Like, that's just what I do. And we're so, outliers, Keith. We're outliers. Yeah, out exactly. And we ain't doing so. We're outliers. So what he's trying to do is just bring awareness to the sport, and I understand it. But you're right. What about them? You know, they, they the NFL player like, oh, he said that. More right. power to him. Right. <laughs> other, other than people taking it personal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, he, like he, you know, he's trying to, like he cursing their mom out or something. Right, I mean? right, right. It's just a, a different mindset. You know, NFL players, hey, I'm in Green Bay. I got a job. I'm not going to protest. NBA player, hey, if you don't send me to Miami, New York, well, not New York, Miami or Los Angeles. I got a problem with you, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna make my displeasure known. It's just the culture of that league now. Yeah, yeah. But look, bro, I really appreciated this, and you doing a pod with me. I know you got a busy day today. Yeah. Um, but um, you know, I wanted to uh, thank you for coming on, and I want to thank y'all for listening. And you know, John's gonna be coming on here more frequent, hopefully, if, if he if he uh, agrees to it. I'll be right. I would love to have him on. Um, but um, I want to thank y'all for listening. Like I said, have a blessed day. Now, here's the thing. If you guys want to um, if, if, if you guys want to continue to uh, come to this podcast, this is a great podcast to come to. We're free and available, and you can get us wherever you get other podcasts. Also, you can check out our YouTube channel. And when you go to the YouTube channel, click on the Liberty Bell. You become a new subscriber and you get notifications when a new podcast comes out. Um, comes out. So, John, again, thank you, bro. And thanks for the knowledge. I always enjoy talking to you. Um, I, I, you know, as you talk, if you like talking to people that you learn something from, <laughs> I always do that. And also, I want to thank you all for listening. And have a great day. Peace.